Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Celtic View podcast. I'm Ryan Mart, and as ever, I'm joined by our Celtic View editor, Paul Cuddihy. And Paul, we've got an exciting weekend of action to look forward to with the women's team this weekend because it is a title decider coming up. Um, I think that's maybe where we just need to start upon just to look ahead to because after winning on Sunday, it's going to be a really exciting week to build up to that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's the I suppose it's the women's equivalent of Helicopter Sunday that, you know, we're playing Hearts and Rangers are playing Glasgow City and there's all different permutations of what could happen. That All three teams are still in with a chance of winning the title or actually finishing third. So it's, it's going to be a dramatic day, I think. And, you know, we saw the, the brilliant crowd at Celtic Park last week for the Glasgow City game. So I hope this weekend we're playing hearts that, you know, we get a, a massive crowd again and it, it could be a bit of history in the making. Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting to build up to that. There's, we're going to have a lot more chat about it as well. Um, but Paul, we, I think we probably need to just touch upon the, the result on in, in Saturday for the for the men's team Do we against, need to? against Rangers. Yeah, unfortunately, I think I think we will. Um, like it just was one of those days where really just wasn't our day at all, was it? I mean, you look back in the match and in terms of the chances that we created, we created some great opportunities and, you know, if O scores that one straight after the, the opening goal, then who knows what could have happened. But, I mean, really, we can't have too many complaints about, about what happened, can we? Yeah, it was disappointing, I think. You know, when you look at the, the stats, we had more possession and, as you say, we did have some good chances, but you just never... We never, never really felt that it was it was our game and our day. I think Rangers started strongly, get the early goal, and you know we never really seemed to get going. And I think the manager had, had mentioned that even in the second half, it was we kind of felt that the team had just accepted their, their fate on the day. That you know we had a lot of the ball without you know creating too many opportunities. You know Matt O'Reilly had a great chance early on. It was the keeper saved well. Do you know it's it's disappointing. You know in the grand scheme of things, and I saw a lot of fans after the game. You know, this is the one derby that, not that it doesn't matter. They always matter, and we, we've said it before that you know you always want to win those games because you, you you just it's horrible when you lose. You know we've won the league, we're in the verge of winning a, a domestic treble. So you know the grand scheme of things, it's been a really great season. But you know at the time when the final whistle goes, it's still it's just a horrible feeling and mm. it does hurt. Yeah, I think it's just the the manner of the defeat really more than more than anything else because. For so long with with this team, we've just not really seen that performance, particularly in the second half. So I think that's probably something which makes it that that little bit more disappointing. Just that we didn't seem to have that never say die attitude and keep going right until until the end. But you know, it's one of those that you know, from my point of view, it wasn't great. Obviously, the result, but or the performance. But you've still got to look at it in terms of the bigger picture and where we are this season, what we've achieved, you know, what we've still got to play for as well going forward. Um, we've got St Mirren at home and this Saturday coming. And then, of course, I, I think everyone's attention is going to be drawn on the Scottish Cup final as well. So, you know, we can't be too downhearted and we need to kind of keep striving forward because we've got plenty to play for. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, Callum McGregor after the game... You know, obviously, you could tell how disappointed he was, and and he did say, you know, we just it just shows you what happens in these games if you're not at it, you know. And I, you know, we were just 
I think he said that the team was miles off it, and you know it was a very honest assessment of how the game had gone. And again, you know we've got a trophy day to look forward to here when we're you know winning the league again. And as you say, the, the Scottish Cup final at the start of the next month, the chance to win our eighth treble. Um, so I, I think these are positives. But I, I'm sure from the players' point of view as well, you know it's they'll want to make sure they don't feel like that again at the weekend and you know you know there's a lot of chat about bragging rights which was almost uh, comedic in terms of that's that's not the main thing that both sets of fans or both clubs really want to be uh, looking back on come over the summer you know uh, you know we i think a lot of people who remember the you know the, the 90s of occasional wins but very few trophies that you know you'd rather have well you don't rather want a defeat but if it's an occasional defeat and all the trophies then I think everybody knows what they'd rather have yeah and it's just going to be a case of this weekend they're getting back on the horse and at home to St Mirren and a chance to to put some wrongs to right really and hopefully come out and put in a, a really good performance and then we can just all forget about what happened that weekend it's also the first opportunity that of course that yeah. we've had since winning the league obviously we had the game at Tynecastle and we the 1,200 fans or 1,400 fans there, then with the thousands of fans back here. But this is the first home game since becoming champions again. So I think it'll be a great atmosphere. I think it'll be, you know, there'll be a real, as, as Paul McStay, it should have copyrighted that phrase, there's a, there's a real buzz about the place. So um, I think it'll still be a great atmosphere. And um, as you say, I'm sure the, the team will be going all out to, to put on a real good performance in front of a, a sellout crowd. And St Mirren themselves have plenty to play for as well. They're still in this, the hunt for probably fifth is probably the maximum they really be looking for. But, you know, if we win the Scottish Cup, then that provides European football. And so far this season, as, even though in, in some of the games we were defeated St Mirren 5-1, even here in the Cup game and away from home, those games have always actually been really tough. And then, of course, there was the defeat earlier in the season as well. So I'm sure we'll all be expecting a tough match from, from St Mirren because Stephen Robinson's sides always seem to be well organised and always seem to have moments against us. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were I think, moments away from beating Hearts at the weekend and conceded a late penalty, so they'd have been disappointed. And they've exceeded probably their expectations in finishing the top six, so there's, there's no pressure. They'll come and let most teams play pretty defensively and hope to frustrate us. And, you know, the fact that we want to bounce back and, and get back to winning ways... I'm not sure it's going to help them. I, I expect and anticipating a, a strong Celtic victory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the women's team, Paul, at the start. Let's get into that now because this Sunday is a massive... I mean, I don't think we've ever seen the likes before in, in Scottish football, in recent history anyway, in recent memory. And in, in my mind, where three teams can all win the title and it's so tight at the moment. I think it's going to be a day packed full of drama. So where we sit at the moment is after we just got a 2-1 victory uh, away to Hibs, uh, Kiplifersky and Claire Riordan got the goals for us. We had a little nervy moment towards the end where, where Hibs scored in the 95th minute and then had a chance thereafter. But what that now means is it sets up a situation where we're currently actually third in the table on 78 points with a goal difference of 102. Rangers are second, also on 78 points, for a goal difference of 103. Glasgow City are top on 80 points and a goal difference of 93. We host 
Hearts on Sunday and at the same time Rangers host Glasgow City. <sighs> so, what's going to happen? <laughs> how, do we, how do we see this one going? Because literally anything can happen in a day. I mean, it's in a strange way, I, I would say we are favourites because I think, you know, we we would expect to, to beat Hearts for title at home and, and you know, goal difference will play a part and I'm sure the team are just going to go all out and try and score as many goals as they possibly can. Glasgow City playing Rangers, it's going to be a really tight game. You wouldn't expect either side, you know, if either side won, it's going to be the odd goal, I think. You know, the, the games between those two teams have been very tight anyway this season. Um, and it, it might come down to, to goal difference. I think if we can get a good few goals, I, I think Glasgow City would have preferred to have, I, I think the game's at Ibrox, I don't, I don't think they would have wanted to play in the big pitch. Um, they've played a couple of games, they played at Hamden, we beat them, they played at Celtic Park, we beat them, so I'm not sure if they would have rather just played at um, you know, a smaller, a tighter pitch. But I think both teams know they have to call out to win it, so, you know, there's a good chance it could be a draw, for example, like, so if we, as long as we win, we can yeah. beat them. I would, I mean, my dream scenario is, is actually for us to uh, to to win it on goal difference. That would just be so sweet. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's a, that is a situation where so Glasgow City and Rangers draw, and we win, then we will win the league because we'll have a better goal difference than than Glasgow City. Basically, all we need to do if we win, then no matter what happens in the game, we're at least going to be guaranteed second, which still gets you Champions League football, which at the start of the season I'm sure would have been probably the, the ambition to get it but now you're so close the ambition's going to be to go in and, and win the title but it's just, it seems like it's going to be a day where everything could possibly happen but I mean even just to, to be in this position that we're in at the moment I mean the game last Thursday at Celtic Park that was just incredible the way that they came back in that second half with such an intensity and in a situation where if we lost that game not only would they have been out of the title race, probably would they have been out of the, the hunt for second place as well. So your season was literally on the line in that second half. And they came out to a record crowd as well and put on such a good performance. Hopefully, do you think that means there's going to be even more attention on them this Sunday and hopefully, again, quite a big crowd for the game? Yeah, I think so. I think the, you know, the fact that we had the record crowd for a, a women's game in Scotland that was great and, and more than just the crowd and that's it's, it's brilliant for the profile of the game I think it was the fact that the team then produced a performance and a victory to match so that a lot of people who would have maybe experiencing a, a live women's game for the first time go away with it with really positive feelings about it because they see a, you know a Celtic team that came out and especially in the second half and play the way you expect a Celtic team to play I think it'll be interesting for for all the three teams because I'm sure like in our game, there'll be people that will be keeping an eye on what's happening at Ibrox and, and vice versa. And I think particularly since we're at home and, you know, you'd expect us to, to hopefully get amongst the goals, that'll filter through elsewhere. And, you know, if we're extending our goal difference, it maybe puts pressure on the other teams. And um, it's so hard to call, but I, I do think we're in quite a strong position coming into the weekend. We are in a strong position and the last few weeks have shown that there's been a couple of games, probably the Hibs game at the weekend and even thinking back to the weekend before against Partick Thistle where we, we got a late 
winner where we've shown at times we can you know, wipe the floor with teams and score plenty of goals, but also, you know, when the goal gets tough and we need to find a moment, whether it's late on in a game or whatever it may be, this team can deliver. And I'm just, I'm praying for them that they can just get it over the line and become champions. Because, I mean, if they do, what an achievement that would be. I know that's kind of, we're kind of jumping ahead there and, and you know, kind of looking at it from, from that point of view. But if they were to do it, it would be such an incredible achievement because both Glasgow City and Rangers are they are really strong sides. Rangers are the current champions. Glasgow City had won it what, 13, 14 years in a row. So to break that cycle would just be absolutely incredible. And I'm, I'm really hopeful they do it. And I think they will. Yeah. I also think for you know, for the, the profile of, of our women's team, as I say, I think that it was such a positive thing at Celtic Park last week. You know, a brilliant atmosphere and the, the players responded. I think if they can then, you know, not if we could, you know, win the league, that's incredible. And then we've also got a Scottish Cup final to look forward to the following week as well, which would then propel us into, you know, a really you know, positive frame of mind for that game. I think the biggest test probably, and again, it's I suppose why all these players want to come and play for Celtic is can you handle that, that pressure? Because, you know, on paper, you know, we should beat Hearts, but, you know, we've seen, you know, the game at the weekend against Hibs, as you mentioned earlier on, the Partick Thistle game, very tight games because, you know, you're getting to that, that stage where you can't afford a slip-up. I think the biggest advantage we've got this week is we've got the whole week to prepare because, you know, we've had a lot of games, so, so we were playing Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, and that's a lot of demands on the players. There's no time for recovery. So they've got the job done. But this week we'll have a time for rest, a time for recovery, and a time to prepare. So that come Sunday, you know, you would you would expect them to to be ready to to go and get the goals. And as you say, fingers crossed that it all works out in our favour. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, it is out with our hands at the moment. If Glasgow City go on and win their game on Sunday against Rangers, they will win the league. But I think if, as long as we can go out on Sunday, show our best face put on a really good performance, get a good victory, and what happens, happens. But even if we don't go in and win the league, as you said, we've still got a Scottish Cup final to look forward to. And as long as we're going into that, we get a victory at the weekend and we've done all that we can. And they know that they've just put everything into it. And maybe if you do fall short, you fall short. But it would still be an incredible season to get Champions League football and then look forward to a Cup final where hopefully you can go and win. But it could be a really seismic moment for this women's team but also for women's football as well because you see the attention it's getting at this moment in time the crowd we had last week was incredible the noise that the fans created was incredible as well and if you could then follow that up for us to then if you were managed to win the league title and then if you're to manage to win a Scottish Cup it could be one of those moments that you look back on and think that was massive for the game so yeah, I, I just hope, I really, really hope they do it. And players are players are starting to, to step up. We're seeing new faces. Kit Lefersky's been in, in the goals the last few weeks. I thought Natasha Flint in the game against Glasgow City was brilliant as well. And she's been a, a recent addition also. So it could be, who, who knows? This time next week, you could be sitting here about someone writing their name in the history books and yeah. fingers crossed. And I think, you know, it was interesting, the, the Women's FA Cup final in England, was held on Sunday at Wembley, a, a sellout crowd. I think it's over 80,000 Wembley holds, which is incredible. And I think the women's game in England is just a wee bit further forward. 
than you know in terms of advancement and professionalism, the amount of teams there are, and you know the coverage they're getting. So I think it's a sign of where the Scottish game is heading. That if you look at what's happened now, and even regular league games in England, they're getting quite good crowds, and then they you know they put the games on in, in the the main stadiums, and they're getting these big crowds. So you would hope, as I say, we get a decent crowd next Sunday, and then the, with the cup final against Rangers at Hamden, you're really hoping for a, a a big crowd for that as well. Because as I say, I think when people actually go and watch the games, I think they're pleasantly surprised because actually the, the quality of the football on offer, and you know, with the chance to see. Going to see a Celtic team winning a, a trophy at hand, and you know you don't want to miss that opportunity. Yeah. Well, good luck to the girls this Sunday. Let's hope they can do it. And yeah, definitely, if you can get yourself down to support the girls, then you we've seen all season and the last few years as well. Anytime we get a big crowd, particularly when they have the games at Celtic Park, anytime there's a big crowd, they usually step up. So let's hope it's, it's the same this Sunday as well. Um, Another little bit, Paul, is on Sunday night, it was the Player of the Year Awards for Celtic and the PFA, Scotland Player of the Year Awards as well. Uh, for, for us, Kyogo got both awards in the club, uh, the, the Players Player of the Year and also the vote from the fans. And for the women's team, it was Caitlin Hayes that picked up both awards as well. Were you, you happy with those results? I suppose it could have, particularly in the men's team, it could have really been, been any of them, but... Caitlin Hayes as well. She's even shown in recent weeks just how influential she is. Yeah, I mean, actually, when I when I voted, I voted for Greg Taylor actually in the for the Player of the Year. I just think he's he's an exceptional season. But as you say, you can't argue, you know, with, with a guy that scored thirty goals for us and just the, the, you know the phenomenal amount of work he does. And I always think it's interesting that so every you know when you watch the game and you have fans who have certain favourites and you know there'll be certain moments and that make you choose a certain player. I always think it's interesting when the players then reflect what the majority of fans thought because they're seeing what, what's happening day in, day out in the training ground and the fact that you know they chose Kyogo as well tells you everything that you need to know about what they, you know, how much they appreciate what he does as well. Um, in terms of Caitlin Hayes, I voted for her in the, the Player of the Year. Um, I was, I think she's been exceptional. I, I, it was interesting the other day I saw um, there's a couple of people saying that because I think she's eligible to play for Ireland, right, um, and, and England as well, obviously. But I think her, her performances this season um, would merit a, a call up, more likely to be the, the Ireland squad than the England squad at the moment. That's a, that's probably the tougher squad to get into. No disrespect to Ireland, but they're going to a World Cup. You know they could do worse than having a look at. Scotland's player of the year and, and just an outstanding player for Celtic I know and she just keeps getting better and better with every game and when it's those big moments she steps up in both boxes she's been getting a lot of headlines for her goals at the other end but I think even in the games against Glasgow City in particular where it's that big big stage she was just like so commanding at the back and so calm and composed and she's going to be vital in these next couple of games for them but no I Definitely, I, I voted for Caitlin as well. Uh, I can't even remember who I voted for in the men's one, and that seems like a, it's like a cop out answer, but I actually can't remember. It might have been Greg Taylor as well. May have been. I just think he's been so influential in the team, Greg, this season. He's been such a massive part, but yeah, when you've got someone who scores 30 goals, it's difficult to, yeah. to then not give them your vote as well, but. 
Um, and as you said, if the players are voting for him, the players just seem to absolutely love Kyogo, you know, because they're always forcing him up to the front to do his little dance at the end. And I think they just all absolutely love playing with him. And I think he's one of those players as well that you're watching play at the moment and you know that in years to come, when he eventually leaves the club, that you're going to remember him as like one of the kind of icons of this generation. Um, so yeah, hopefully a few more goals to come for, for Kyogo because he's now in the end of the season. Jota got goal of the season for his goal against Rangers. I, vote, I definitely voted for that. Yeah, I don't think there's any any question about that. I think that was also the, the PFA goal of the season. I yeah. mean, I, I, it's not just the, I mean, the, the touch and the finish is sublime, but it was the whole move. It, it, for me, it's indicative of, of the way we've played football this season. Callum McGregor taking the quick free kick that takes about three players out of the game. Matt O'Reilly with that brilliant ball through and Jota making the run. and But then just to produce that, that finish on that stage and then the iconic celebration as well. Everything about the goal was just perfect. And obviously from our point of view, the opposition. Yeah, 100%. Um, it was great actually they won the PFA one as well because the only other goal that was part of that list that I thought might have rivaled it was the, the goal Stephen Humphreys for Hearts. Do you remember mm, that one yeah, from yeah. inside his own half? So I, I, I thought that might, that may have kind of rivaled Jota's one. But I'm really glad that he won it. But yeah, you could just sit back and watch that goal and repeat constantly. It's even in the titles for our podcast as well because you just need to get it in there as often as you can. Um, the other two awards on the night uh, for the players were Matt O'Reilly got Young Player of the Year and Ben Summers got Academy Player of the Year as well. I think that's they, they would have had my vote for, for that as well. Um, Matt O'Reilly's been... Consistent this season in terms of he's played every single game. He's had some really, really good moments. He's had probably some other moments. I think he's even mentioned it himself in, in recent weeks where I think he said he maybe had a, a little bit of kind of struggle that maybe meant that he wasn't getting the best out of his performances. But I still think he's had a real level of consistency throughout the season. And you've got to have that if you play in every single game. Yeah, and I think, you know, for a young player to be, to be involved in every single game, shows that you know the manager trusts them and you know regardless of the opposition regardless of the game and his contribution probably himself i think a lot of it went under the radar because he hadn't scored maybe as many goals as you expect but he creates so many goals mm. um i don't think there's anybody that's with more assists this season so that tells you again what his contribution is and ben summers um you know he's just really right at the start uh, it was quite good when he got interviewed last night afterwards and you know he was saying he aspires to be like people like Callum McGregor and Stephen Welsh and Anthony Ralston etc that have come through the academy that have, that have sort of led that pathway he's made his first team debut but that's that's just the start and I'm sure his targets for next season though to be to be training regularly with the first team and then maybe hopefully getting some more appearances yeah and with Matt O'Reilly as well you've got to remember that he played a good chunk of the season in Cal McGregor's position as well and he took that under his wing he was brilliant in that position and playing further back as well that's going to limit your opportunities for getting in front of goal to, to score so I think overall it's been a really really good season of development for him as well he's probably learned more about himself and his positions and all those types of things and yeah Ben Summers any time I go to cover a B team game or watch him I always just love the way that he plays. He's always in the front foot. Like, and he doesn't mind if he gives the ball away three times. He'll, he'll take the ball the fourth time and, and try again. So hopefully next season, 
maybe in the next few games as well this season can maybe see a bit more of him as well but definitely definitely a bright spark in the, the B team um, that just leaves us Paul on our predictions and last week you actually done pretty well you got two correct scores you got the St Mirren Hearts one right you said a two each draw for that um, and then you got you got another one right as well it was the I think it might have been the, the was it the women's game I can't remember what one it was, but you got two results right anyway. So you got seven points last week, and I only got two. So I'm now 13 points behind you in the standings, which with only a few weeks left to go, it might be a little bit insurmountable unless I get some incredible right. so last Does that minute. mean I'm in the running for the bragging rights for the summer? Then? <laughs> yeah, I think you said bragging rights weren't that important. But, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, unless I can somehow manage to turn this around very quickly, then... The title is going. The title is going back to your home <laughs> this this summer, um, but we've got seven more games this week, and we've got a couple in the Champions League. We're recording this before those games take place. So the first ones on Tuesday night into Milan against AC Milan. Um, I think. I mean, Inter Milan should have had the game out of sight in the first leg. I mean, they absolutely. I think they'll go for one each. Okay, I am going to go for. I'm going to go for an Inter win, but I think AC Milan might, obviously they need to go for it, so they might get a, a goal. So I'm going to say 2-1 to Inter in that one. And then the game in Wednesday night is Man City against Real Madrid, which is on a knife edge on each at the moment. I'm going to go for City, I think. 2-1 for Manchester City. Oh, I honestly do not know. Like, Real Madrid are just always that team that in Europe seem to get the job done. Because City are at home, then I'm leaning towards them. Uh, so I'll go for a, I'll go for a three-two game. Uh, lots of goals in it. Uh, another game at on Friday night is Partick Thistle against Air in the playoffs match. Thistle got an amazing result over the two legs against Queens Park, and I think. They just seem to be hitting form at the moment, parties are still. So I'm, I think they'll, I think they'll win that game, two 0 Yeah, I think they've got the momentum, and I, I, you know, Air have obviously got fewer games to play in the playoff round, but I, I think the fact that Thistle have just kept going, I think that that'll actually help them. So I'm going to go three one, on the night. Yes. Um, and then on the the weekend, Saturday's action, Saturday's action sorry, um, one game in the Premiership, which is interesting at the bottom of the table, is Kilmarnock at home to St Johnston. Wow, that's a thriller. <laughs> uh, it's getting nil-nil written all over it, isn't it? I'm going to go nil-nil. Going to go nil-nil? <laughs> yeah, you can't say it's got nil-nil written all over it and not go for it. I'm going to go for a Kilmarnock win in that one, 2-0, just home form. Um, then our game at home to St Mirren. 5-0. 5-0, take that. Yeah, I think we'll come out and I think it might be 3-0. Uh, I think St Mirren always kind of pose a little question um, for, for periods of games anyway. So uh, I'll go for 3-0 on that one. And then the last two games, we'll start off then. What one? Should, our, our game against Hearts or the Rangers Glasgow City? What one do you want to predict first? So I, I, well, I'll give you the two predictions. Yep. So I think... I think Rangers will win 2-1. I think we'll win 4-0 and pip them by two goals. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I just don't know. I don't think Glasgow City are going to win. 
could be a draw, but then, you know, recently Glasgow City, they've lost against us. I think, did they lose against Rangers yeah. as well? So, yeah, I might just go for a, I think Rangers might win that game 1-0 and then we'll get a, a 3-0 victory. Would that be the same then? It would be two yeah. goals we've won it, Mike? So we've both got them winning by two goals. Take that with me. That'd no, be... no, you'd be, you'd be three. You'd be, you'd be one. One goal? Yeah, one goal. That would be even sweeter, actually. 90th minute. Caitlin Hayes. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. 1 0 Rangers and Caitlin Hayes, 90th minute winner to make it 3 0. And uh, we lift the title. Oh, that would be sweet, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. I wonder what they're going to have the, the trophy in if they're just going to be like sitting it around about somewhere in, in between both stadiums and just. <laughs> Surely you splash out the helicopter. Uh, even if it's just like it's not travelling that far, you, you might as well. Oh, hopefully, oh, that'd be amazing for sitting here next week with a with a title. Um, yes, thanks very much for for joining us again. Thank you very much for listening. And definitely, if you can on Sunday, get yourself down, support the girls. They'll need all your support you can you can give them. And hopefully, that we are sitting here next week with a title for the women's team. But yeah, thank you very much for joining us again and do join us again next week. Hail, hail.